You're listening to Your Credit Today with your host, Angela Setters Vassard, sponsored by Conquer Credit Management. Hey, what's up, everyone? Thank you so much for coming to the show. This is A to the N to the G, your host for today. And I have an amazing guest in my room today, Angel Cade. Woo! <laughs> so excited to have her here. But we, before we get into her sharing her amazingness, let's talk about a little bit of news. But before I do that, you know I have to make a shameless plug. If you have not subscribed to this station, Your Credit Today, you better do it. Hit that subscribe button. Tell all your friends and family about your credit today and the amazing tips and information that you are learning about. And hey, share this with your kids. Kids need to know about money too. And if you need to know about anything, go back and look at our past shows. We've got a ton of topics that are super exciting. So about the news, Morgan Stanley bought the national brand E-Trade for a whopping $13 billion. Snaps up for Morgan Stanley. Good job, fellas. <laughs> and here we have some scary news. The hotel chain MGM was hacked, baby. More than 11 million records were compromised, including government officials, meaning secret high profile identities. Uh, the CIA, the FBI. Hello. This is why I preach monitor your credit. How many are still waiting to do that? Last year, 972 hacks. Don't wait to be a victim. Monitor your credit now. And guess what? Conquer Credit can help you with that. So if you need help, make sure to look on our website, conquercredit.com. Starting in October of this year, 2020, you must have possession of a real ID. So you, if you've not stood in line at the DMV, you better do it because airports are now geared up to search you harder if you do not have a real ID. Don't wait until it's too late, baby. You have to go and stand in line at the DMV. You don't want to cancel your vacation at the last minute because you don't have it. National or international, real ID has to be present. So getting into our show forecast today, like I said, I have this amazing guest with me today whom I've known and love as a person. She is not only an amazing, amazing business owner, but she's also an amazing person, mom, you name it. So I have a question for you. What do you do when you want to start a business, a nonprofit or an LLC or you know, you just want to start something to shelter your assets. Well, I tell you, you want to call Angel Cade with Executive on the Go because she knows all of the answers. Executive on the Go quotes on their website, we understand what it's like to be your own boss because we have many business ventures and passion projects. Since 2002, we have helped over 15,000 entrepreneurs start their business the right way and the first time. We know there is room for everyone who wants to open and run their own successful businesses. Our expert team takes great care with each business we set up. We guide entrepreneurs from initial business concept to official papers in hand so you can be prepared and empowered to be a business owner. Angel Cade has over 18 years of experience in helping entrepreneurs, nonprofits, and all-around everyday businesses win through her wisdom, background and expertise. There's no job too big or small for this lady. She's what we call superwoman, super mom, super wife, and to me, a super friend. Welcome, Angel. 
Oh, thank you so much. I'm so excited to be, I mean, you're just like a ball of energy. Like if you could be in this room and feel just the energy oozing from that side of the table. I mean, (laughs) it is absolutely contagious. Thank you so much for having me here with you. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure. So let's get after it. All right. Like, you know, the guy from Chris Como that says that, let's get after it. (laughs) CNN. Hey, Chris, shout out to you if you're hearing me. (laughs) Love it. So tell me, what's in the day in the life of Angel Cade? Tell me about your day. How do you start it? What do you do? Oh, wow. You know, it's very fluid. Oh, I like that word, fluid. (laughs) In in the sense of, you know, as things are kind of coming up and going on, I... Uh, really in the in this last kind of uh, last few years as we've changed uh, elements of our business because of whether it's because of um, technology or how we approach the market, just being more connected to what it means to kind of be in community, whether it's on social media, networking groups, just really kind of taking time out to connect with people in that way so that we can be relevant to mm. the generation. You know, we spent a lot of times in the year past, uh, you know, uh, you know, going to uh, chambers and just doing different things like that and out of our day, uh, servicing clients, having conferences, just kind of having meetings. But now, you know, I see myself where I'm actually engaging in more digital meetings, doing more Zooms and Skypes. And, you know, when I'm out in the field servicing clients, doing uh, more one-to-many meetings, getting in front Ooh, of groups. one-to-many. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? One to many. I love that. Yeah. So instead of meeting one on one, you know, you do uh, whether it's meetups or just kind of using, you know, things that are out there and resources where you're connecting to other people that have already grouped, you know, 10 or 15 or 20 people together and you go and you bring value to the space. And then from there being able to, you know, just enlarge my network, connect to more people and create relationships so that I can not only build content, but be trustworthy in the space. Ooh, that's good. A trusted advisor. Absolutely. Absolutely. So as I've, you know, know, just matured in the industry, um, just being able to, uh, you know, regard myself as an expert and connect to others in their field to be their go-to expert. So I find myself doing a lot of that during the day, whereas our um, our team, you know, um, has really, are they're the ones that take the orders. So, mm. you know, that's kind of the way that it's changed. So that's kind of the flow uh, now for me in terms yeah. of the, 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 the way that my day goes. So in other words, you're out there doing what you do best, being the expert. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Bringing, uh, you know, bringing a voice and a conversation to areas that I think people, uh, just kind of, you know, kind of sweep under the rug or, or oh, don't yeah. recognize until it's too late or they want to address it when it's an issue. You know, you don't really think about liability separation until you're sued or you don't oh. think about, you know, um, asset protection until something's in jeopardy or you don't think about compliance until you're out of it. Mm. So just really having these conversations up front and letting people know that it doesn't have to be hard or confusing or costly. You can have a consultant, you can have a firm like us on your side to bring these conversations to the forefront. That's awesome. So in other words, you're helping people plan ahead. Absolutely. Because like we've said, friends, in many different shows, if we don't have a plan, then we plan to fail. Absolutely. Great. Absolutely. Well, so what would you say is the best part of your job? Like, what do you love the most? Oh, my gosh. I, you know, it's so funny because my husband laughs at me. I would have to say 
what I love the most, um, or it's hard, there's so many things, but one of the things that I love the most is when I'm sitting with someone and they're sharing vision with me and they're confused or they're, it feels daunting or they're not sure about the next steps. And I could see them light up as we begin to unpack their vision, Mm. like just the ability to sit with someone and to take what they've said and say, you know what, this is what's possible. And then give it back to them. And they just feel inspired and motivated. And I just love when someone leaves the conference room and they're just like, oh my God, I got my whole life in that room. Like I just, I get it now and I'm going to go for it. And I just think that that for me is such a reward in our field to be able to give people hope. And that is one of the things that I think that the world is really lacking. Yeah is a sense of hope. Yeah. And so did you hear that, friends? I mean, this woman, she said what her favorite thing to do is to give people hope. And that's why I love her. Because, <laughs> And I always say that she's my twin in the spirit because, you know, all of you that know me out there, that's what I love too. Yes. As I love to let people see that there is hope. Yes. Now you're giving people hope where you're, they're showing you something that they see in their spirit and their mind. And you're basically echoing that and saying, yeah, you can do it. Absolutely. Because a lot of times when you're too close to your vision, you can't really see all of it. You know, it's in your head or it's jumbled together. And that's why we talk about, you know, putting it down on paper or I go to the whiteboard or we do it in the form of an organizational chart or we start to lay it out or we talk about legacy or we talk about succession or acquisition or just your idea of retirement. Like we're in business not to create jobs, but to create business or to create wealth or to create opportunity and getting them to that why Mm. and keeping them um, on track for that. I I just, I I feel inspired myself when I see them connect to the hope of that. So that's the part that really, for me, is just amazing. And it's so funny because I'll I'll go out the room and the person's excited and my husband's like, you did it again, didn't you? (laughs) I love it. I love it. And then there you have your, your big cheerleader. Yes. Okay. Yes. Wow. We are so the same. We are. (laughs) Um, So let's talk about it. To incorporate or not. Oh, my gosh. Why is it important to incorporate or why do some people not really need to incorporate? I mean, tell us the difference. You know what? I think that that's a great question because when you're in my field or any, you know, like any correlating field, it's kind of like the rush to say, oh, you need a structure or get this, get that, get an LLC, do this, do that. And I tell people when they come to me, the reason why a consultation is so important is because it's not for everyone. Here in California, especially with AB5 and, and what's going on in terms of independent contractors and the new laws. and Wait, and, wait, wait, wait. When you say things like that, I need you to explain. What is AB5? <laughs> okay, because I'm over here going, one, two, three, <laughs> you and me. So, so basically... Um, you know, when a year, a few years ago, when you saw a lot of the uproar around the um, Uber, Lyft, a lot of these independent contractors, right? And so um, a lot of, you, we saw a lot of um, protests and a lot of people trying to fight for minimum wage or becoming employees or kind of dealing with how to recognize what's an independent contractor and what's not. And so in California, um, something came on the table in terms of um, a law to be to be enforced that um, really changed the way independent contractors 
are measured and how companies are fined by not categorizing people properly as employees. So originally the litmus test for an employee and an independent contractor, it was kind of gray. You know, you had people who would contract their work and go out and do work and they'd get it to 99 and they just put it on their tax return. But what happened with this law uh, and they masked it under these drivers, but it impacted across all of the industries. So what happened was a lot of people who are independent contractors who do good work in their field of contracting, whether it's um, engineers, musicians, whether it's uh, truck drivers, we saw an exodus last year in our business of people having to form entities and go out into Arizona and Texas and all of these other states because they didn't want to contend with the restrictions and the limitations that California has because it was forcing these companies to pay them as employees. And a lot of small businesses can't afford to pay them in that way. Right. And, and they can't afford the payroll taxes, the benefits and all those things. They're just used to contracting them out. And now they were going to be fined if they did. Now they were going to have to have this huge litmus test if they're not. Now people who were used to just receiving their money cash, getting their 1099, writing off what they could on their Schedule C, now they're forced to either be businesses or be employees and deal with the net. Mm. It's changing the way that people are receiving money. And we saw a huge influx at the beginning of the year of um, people who weren't ready to be in business. See, the thing is, is corporations, LLCs, nonprofits, there is a mindset, there's an education, there's a thing that has to happen for you to manage a business. And it's, and here's the thing, and I'm, I'm glad that you're talking about that because, you know, some people think, and, you know, unfortunately, a lot of the younger generation, because of social media, they think it's so easy. And, you know, what we're finding is, is a lot of these younger you know, younger people are getting out there and they're doing this. And unfortunately, they're failing only because, you know, it takes a certain type of individual to run a business. It's not easy. And not everybody is meant to run a business. Absolutely. You can be very successful working for a great company. Absolutely. I mean, when you think about, you know, high paid employees, executives, you know, raising in the ranks, I mean, in every area, there's an element of success. And don't, don't be down on yourself that, you know, maybe that's not the right fit for you in yeah. terms of a structure. We get people that are, you know, parallelpreneurs all the time. Yeah. And as parallelpreneurs that are working their job and working a business, kind of realizing, well, you know, what, this is something really that I am just doing on weekends, or this is something that I'm building slowly. And as you aggregate up, it's okay to be a sole proprietor. It's okay to start off where you're starting. And what I tell clients in terms of incorporating is that for everybody, it's different. There is no cookie cut thing that I could say, oh, you know what, you should incorporate, you should incorporate. But what I do know is that everyone has their own risk tolerance and everyone has their own kind of like points or triggers of transition. So what I mean by that is this, for someone, when they start a business, they're starting something that is a brand or that needs to be licensed or protected. So for that person, maybe they want to do it first because they're building something that needs to be housed in a structure because they're building it maybe for it to be acquired later on, or they're building it because they want to license or franchise it. For someone else, they might not do the uh, incorporation or it might not be triggered until they make a certain amount of money that warrants what it's going to take to support the entity. A lot of people go into it 
and they go into the structure and they don't realize it takes money to maintain it. Yeah. In California, and it's scary. It's in, risky. In California, there is an $800 minimum state tax. And when I say that to people, if that jars them, I immediately, uh, you know, raise flags and caution and say, well, maybe you're not ready if $800, the cost to do business is something that uh, deters you or has you concerned. I need you to at least generate $800 before you start a business <laughs> to warrant the write-off of $800 to pay the taxes. Right. So, you know, just kind of figuring out where you are in terms of your uh, sensibility with the expenses to maintain it. And then for some people, it might be in terms of structure. You might need structure because there's multiple owners. Mm -hmm. You might be getting into business with someone and you're like, oh, I'm not ready to start a structure. I'm like, okay, most partnerships fail, number one, and then most of them fail because they don't have things in writing. Mm -hmm. So let's formalize this. Once so that again, a plan. Exactly. Let's formalize this so that it's clear, you know, what you're doing, who's getting what, what's going on, what happens if something happens to you? Am I now in partner with your spouse who I never wanted to be in partner with? Like, what are the clauses? What are the things? Let's go through that to make sure the intent of what you want is protected. So you can aggregate your way there. You don't have to do it at the beginning, but as a vehicle, as a plan, you just want to make sure you understand what that is for you. Mm -hmm. And for some people, a sole proprietorship all the way works for them. Mm -hmm. And that's fine. And we help those clients too. We'll do the DBA. We'll do the business license. We'll do the seller's permit. We'll do the work. It doesn't mean that you're not a, a legitimate business. Mm -hmm. It's just a structure. Right. And the structure has to make sense for what you're doing. Got it. Right? Got it. So that really, I mean, that answers the question in its entirety. <laughs> you know, that gets to the nuts and bolts. Now, have you, you've helped many different business owners from restaurant owners, doctors, lawyers, marketing companies, you know, you name it. What's the common denominator in all of that that you see that comes up the most when you're consulting someone who has a business already? Uh -huh. And let's say they've been in business for, you know, five years and, you know, just keeping it real. Yeah. They're doing it all wrong. <laughs> I would say that the common thread, no matter the industry, is getting people to get comfortable with the fact that they don't have to be an expert in everything. Mm. Yeah. It's really kind of going, you know what I mean? It's like when I first started, I remember hiring a coach who was a, um, who was a, um, e-myth consultant. And that was one of my favorite books, E-Myth by Michael Gerber. And, you know, just kind of dealing with this fact that you're the cook, you're the server, you're the host, Ugh. you're the, the, you know, so you're all these pieces and getting people in no matter the industry, always getting them to be clear. Um, it's a, it's a, it's a little less common in, in professional um, industries like doctors and lawyers, but with a lot of the other kind of, um, you know, industries that exist, they really try to like figure out everything. And then they get caught up in the small things that aren't their strength. And so because they're not focusing in on their strength or they're not leveraging partnerships or, 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 or allocation, or they're not leveraging, um, you know, assignments or hiring out their weakness or just all of those things, because yeah, you're right. They're not clear on team. Then they get kind of stuck in a place where that kind of cycles an element of failure. And they're trying to figure out why isn't it working. But the reality is that they're working in spaces in their business that's not their strength. Mm, okay. So that's really good. Um, that is, I mean, that's something that I hear all the time from people, specifically doctors. Yeah. What are some of the things that you caution your clients about that are big no-nos in the business world? Oh my gosh. Well, I would have to say, um, 
some of the biggest uh, no-nos that exist in the industry would have to be uh, disclosing too much information. You know, when you're in business and you're out there in the world and you're representing your work, you have to be cautious of how much you're disclosing. Mm. You know, most, uh, you know, when you're engaging in, in, in business and you're making yourself vulnerable and you're susceptible to lawsuits and people are kind of looking at you and what you do, when you start to talk about, well, I make or I do or I own or I have or this, you know, and it's like, who are you talking to? Like, who are you trying to prove that to? Like, I need you to, you know what I mean, put on the, you know, put on the jacket, put the sunglasses on and go back, you know? So just, just really, I would say just kind of disclosing too much information and then um, also not taking seriously um you know how things are executed realizing how important the paper trail is mm. i think we forget that there is especially now um with uh global ids and and, and digital uh footprints and and what it means for you to be tracked and also on social media i think that what happens is people get lost in this idea that now there's this real paper trail um that exists in in this uh, version of the world of, of yeah. life that didn't exist years ago that can really hurt you mm -hmm. if it's not used properly. And so these are things that can um, impact everything in terms of your, in terms of even being audited. I, I would say that people disclose way too much information when it comes to their business themselves, their inner workings, and they disclose it in a way that could hurt them in the future when it comes to contracts or even audits. I've seen it. Um, and, and it's not a good thing. You know, if you're trying to negotiate, um, a tax settlement and you're saying you don't have anything, but yet you post online that you just got a new car and you're taking your family on a trip, that's a problem, oh, you yeah. know? So it makes it kind of hard to be consistent with the story or if you are, <laughs> you know, you know, and then, or you have a vendor and you're outstanding in some debt and you're saying you don't have it, but then you're posting that, oh my gosh, we just, you know, crossed a million dollars or <laughs> we just had a, you oh, know yeah. what I mean? So just, just really kind of being cautious of yes you want to celebrate or you want to promote but a lot of people do it in a way that's detrimental to their business and their privacy privacy is still a main concern compliance is still a main concern that's why policies are in place and we want to be able to adhere to them ourselves mm. so how things are completed um, how documents are executed major lawsuits uh, are occur because there's some type of breach of contract. When you're signing a contract, how are you signing it? You know, is your business name on there? You know, people are so quick to, oh, let's get this done. And their name is on there and there's no title or mm. their name is on there. There's no title. There's no, the business name is not the legal name because you went out and you did a DBA, but you never changed it to your corporation or you never changed it to this or, you know what I mean? So you're doing this thing, but now you're leaving this paper trail that, that points right to you that now leaves you vulnerable and somebody then can attack you or put you in a space of being responsible for whatever that was. So that's really, really important because one of the things that I do in my business is uh -huh. I consult people on business credit Yes, and why it's so important to keep and maintain separate business credit records and personal credit records Yes, and why it's, it's very important if you can at all measures not to personally guarantee certain lines of credit or things in your business because what happens to a lot of people is they build their businesses on their own back mm -hmm. and then when the business falls, they fall with it. Exactly, exactly. And I love what you said because 
even for some people who might feel like they have to do that initially, Mm -hmm. they don't regard the fact that as they continue to grow, that they could shift the responsibility, you know, and then you, you eliminate the things that are guaranteed by you or on you and you shift it, but they forget that because they're comfortable in the space Mm -hmm. and you almost kind of think, well, nothing's going to happen or it'll be fine, but we don't provision that way. You know what I mean? we, We need to constantly, you know, be reminded that, Hey, there is something to protect. Let me make sure that this business is in order. And well, so doing and that, you right. you are important to protect. Yeah. And that's what I tell people too, is that, listen, if you're carrying all the debt load, how can you actually operate a business? Because if you go and you're going to get a big line of credit from a bank, they're going to ask you for a personal guarantee. Yeah. And if you have not separated your business credit cards and they're in the business and not in your name personally, you're going to be downloaded with debt and you won't be able to get a line of credit through exactly. the bank. So this all goes back to what you said in the beginning about having a plan yeah. and sitting down with someone and sort of, you know, breaking down mm-hmm. what it is that their plans are, what yes. it is that their vision is, what are what is it that they're trying to do and accomplish accomplished so that we can have a plan of action and, you know, bite the elephant one bite at a time. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. So that's really good. I really like that. You know, I have a lot of people that ask me too, that are real estate investors Uh that want to open an LLC or corporation and, you know, own many pieces of property in an LLC. Tell us a little bit about that, if you can, if you can expound on that. So with an LLC, the reason why they're very common in that industry is because um, they were originally designed to be a hybrid between a partnership and a corporation. So typically when we see LLCs as, as in real estate, it's for one of two reasons. One is because there's an investor that has money and there's someone else who has experience and they partner together in the LLC. And then the LLC is managed by the person that has experience. And then the member is the one that has the money. And so it creates kind of this best of both worlds to house their partnership. The other reason is because if there's an investor who's like, oh, I'm going to get this property and I'm going to put it in the LLC. If it's a single member LLC, it's disregarded on the federal level unless you change the tax classification. Mm. And a lot of people don't realize that. And what that means is that you get no federal tax benefits. So if you own an LLC and you're the only owner and you are a single member, then all of that real estate is just going to be on your personal schedule E. What the LLC has done is it's created a legal separation so that once you acquire the property, the bank can see you because it's a pass through and you can easily uh, deed the property into the LLC because the ownership is the same. You and the LLC are one. So you can deed it into the LLC. But what's beautiful about that is that when you do any skip tracing or public record under your name, right, that property is not going to show up because it's in the name of the LLC. Right. And if you have a renter in there, you want to make sure, oh, the renter is in relationship with the LLC, not with you. So with clients that we've seen over the years, everybody is different. Again, risk tolerance, you know, your ability to kind of manage this. We have some clients that will create an LLC for Um, the properties that they have in a city, for the properties that they have on a street, for the properties they have in a state. So the amount that you do, I have one client who does a new LLC for each property. And the reason why they do it strategically is because when you change, when you change owners of a property, 
property tax is reassessed, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the benefits for them is that when they rehab a property or hold a property, when they want to sell it, and typically they sell it to either another investor or somebody in their group, what they do is they don't sell the property, they just sell the company. Mm. So when you sell the company, then nothing on public record changes. Got it. Nothing gets reassessed. Nothing gets triggered. It's Mm. all still in the company name. So being able to strategize with the structure so that you can kind of play the game differently. Well, don't give too much away because we have a second show, baby. You you know I get excited. You know I get excited. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Well, that was really, really powerful and important. So my next question is, Angel, you and I have worked together for more than 14, 16 years. It's been a while. You look exactly the same like the first day I met you. (laughs) (laughs) So tell, tell our listeners why you like to work with Conquer Credit and of course, yours truly. Oh, absolutely. That is, that's my pleasure to, uh, to share that. I would have to say that the reason why, uh, we love Conquer Credit is because you have, you have a standard of excellence in the industry and we've been in the business for almost 20 years and we've seen so many companies in your field come and go and do things that are on the line of, you know, lack of better words, just real gray areas, very shady. Um, and so for your industry, for you to be in business this long, for you to have the stamina and have the level of excellence to serve the type of clientele that you have. It says something about your character. It says something about your work ethic. And I think that to align with you has been a benefit for us because of your strength and credibility and just your know-how and your wisdom. You navigate the space with such confidence and clarity. And like you said before, I mean, you're like my twin. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) just in a different realm of the, of the industry. But when we're talking, I just feel, and I know the sense that you are just as passionate about your clients when you're just as committed to them getting the information. You're just as tooled when it comes to them being informed and educated and empowered. And it just kind of, it comes through in every area of your life. And I've just been able to witness it in the last, you know, uh, 15 years. And it's just been a beautiful thing to see. And I, I couldn't imagine, um, you know, uh, not having uh, you to be able to refer clients to and send them to your site and send them, you know, to your office because the reality is that it comes up all the time in conversation. You deal with an area that people are so delusional about that I they need someone who's going to give it to them real and mm. raw and you just unpack it in that way. And the beauty, the beauty about it is that, you know, when we deal with people in business and specifically because I do business, uh, I have to talk about personal because you can't be successful in business if you're personal life is a mess. The same character, the same habits, the same issues that you have in your personal life, they will translate. There's no magical, you know, wand or pill that's like, oh my gosh, you know, I'm so bad at keeping a budget, but in my business, I'm all together. Like, no, you're still you and you're still on the stakes. And there's going to be some major issues that are going to reveal itself if you don't fix this problem. And I love the fact that you go to the heart of the problem. And so I just, you know, I I would just say that in terms of 
um, you know, advocating, you know, edifying and just uh, looking at what you do. It is just complete and you deal with the whole person. I, I've never heard you, you know, talk to somebody about their business and not be concerned about the whole person. And that for me is just makes a difference because if we don't, if we don't realize at some point that our success is connected to our client's success, then what's it all for? That's right. Wow. You know, can we give her an applause, please? Because that was beautiful. I'm crying. I mean, <laughs> literally, like, thank you so much for that. That was absolutely beautifully said and so eloquent. So thank you so much. Absolutely. Now, we've talked about a lot and I always like to give my guest the the platform to say whatever's on their mind, so to speak. So we've talked about a lot of things. What do you think is important to mention to our listeners and maybe something that we haven't even talked about? Um, I would I would want to say to your listeners that no matter where they're starting from, no matter where where they are in their life, and we're dealing with we deal with clients that are very, very young. We deal with clients. One of my clients is uh, 86 years young. Oh, and, um, I love that. And we just are dealing with clients that are in all areas or all walks of their life. And I just want you to know that it's never too early to have this conversation. And it's absolutely never too late. A lot of our clients are going into their third and fourth careers. They're going into retirement and they're excited about what's next because now they're able to put their energy into their passion work, right? Mm -hmm. And just being connected to the fact that whatever is in you to give, and for some people, it's a business. For some people, it's an idea. For some people, it's a cause mm -hmm. or it's philanthropy. For some people, it's helping someone else. And they're like, no matter what it is, like be, be okay with that. Like, sit with that and talk to a professional. You know, a, a lot of times people, you know, they were, I could just go online and do, you know, you will go online and you will search yourself to death, looking at stuff and trying to figure out what actually applies to you. And sometimes you need a professional. No, could... all the times you need a professional, <laughs> because listen, at the end of the day, the return on investment uh -huh. People do not consider the return on investment of getting good advice. Absolutely. And also talking to someone like you just said, who really cares. Yeah. You know, there is nothing better than talking to someone who's wise, who cares about you and wants to see you win. The return on investment is significant for people to speak to someone like you oh. not just anyone but you because this is just show is about K. okay so that Thank is you. beautiful that was beautiful well friends you've heard it here first this is your credit today i'm here with angel Cade, and can you tell our listeners how to get a hold of you absolutely please you can feel free to um find me online uh, my website is exec onthego.com so e-x-e-c onthego.com and what you can do on there is I've got some wonderful material that you can download and you actually can book a free consultation with one of our team members and um, we would love to hear from you we would love to uh, find out what you have going on and see what we can do to help that was awesome well thank you so much friends this is A to the N to the G and I'm out